Welcome to the Life and Purpose podcast community. This is a podcast where we have real conversations and stories on the journey to self-discovery, evolution, learning, and personal growth. I'm your host, Fonjiko Kerrie, and my purpose is to inspire others to unlock their full potential and show up as their best selves. So join me. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of the Life and Purpose podcast. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're keeping safe. I hope you're sanitizing, masking, keeping your social distance. Man, the virus is still here. It's still claiming lives. Um, my heart goes out to everybody who has lost a loved one or who is dealing with the effects of COVID in one way or the other. Please keep safe. Let's um, check on one another. Let's be there for one another, but um, maintain a safe distance while doing that. Let's just take care of each other. And um, yeah, sending all my love to all of you who have tuned in into this week's episode. And uh, we are going to be talking about an exciting topic today on self-love. But before then, let us um, get into this week's sponsor. This episode is brought to you by the Best of Me Loading Planner, a product of the Life and Purpose podcast, an excellent piece that helps you combine aspects of personal development and those of planning to achieve results. Check out the episode show notes to see how you can get yourself and your loved ones a copy. Back onto the episode and today we are going to talk about self-love and this is the first of a few other episodes where we are going to be tackling self-love and dissecting it a little more than what it has been described as many at times on social media as, you know, setting a time apart to do your nails, to mask, watch Netflix and all of that. It's much more than that and I will be unpacking both from my own experience, from what I have learned, but also with the help of some guests through their own experiences, as well to understand what self-love is wholesomely so that we can see what we can do to be able to practice self-love. Later on in this episode, there'll be a conversation that I had with a lady called Jane June. Jane June is an amazing young lady who came across my Life and Purpose podcast page on Instagram and she reached out and um, we had a really, really, really amazing conversation where we talked about about how she struggled with her height growing up and how that really affected her and her confidence and how she has been able to turn that around uh, in the recent past and how she is now living a confident life. But first, before we go to her story, here are some of my thoughts on self-love. So self-love, self-respect, self-worth, self-esteem, all these words, there is a reason they all start with self. And the reason is because you cannot find them in anyone else. It has to start with yourself. So as a definition, I think the most wholesome definition I have found of self-love is the one that states that self-love is a state of appreciation for oneself that grows from actions that support your physical, psychological, and spiritual growth. Self-love means having a high regard for your own well-being and your happiness. It means taking care of your own needs and not sacrificing your well-being to please others. It also means not settling for less than you deserve. So because of this definition and how self and inward focused it is, it means that self-love means different things for different people because we all have many different ways that we prioritize ourselves, our spiritual, our physical, our spiritual growth. And so every person needs to figure out what self-love looks like for you as an individual and how important it is as part of your life. 
And I'm going to next cover a few fundamental principles of self-love that are sort of universal and would be a good place to start for you to begin expressing self-love for yourself and some of the things that you can start doing to be able to have self-love. The first one is that as an individual, you have got to take responsibility for your life. You have to know that it is you who has the power to move your life forward. Nobody else can do it for you. I don't know whether you understand how profound this is. And the sooner you understand and accept this, the better it is for you. So you have got to take responsibility for your life. The other thing is that you have to trust and believe in yourself and your ability in making good decisions for yourself. If you tell yourself that you're not good enough, you're pretty you're not pretty enough, you're not this, you're not that, you start believing that. And the moment you believe those negative things, you start acting in a manner that aligns with those negative beliefs. And at the end, you actually end up getting results that are similar to what you have been feeding your life. And the opposite is true. When you start believing good things and positive things about your life, you start acting in manners that are aligning to your beliefs. And then in the end, you get rewarded with amazing results. So you've got to trust and believe in yourself. The other thing uh, when it comes to self-love that is very important is about not disregarding your feelings and allowing yourself to feel things fully. Joyous moments, enjoy them, relish them, you know, take them all in, enjoy them to the fullest. But also when there are moments of pain, lean in into that pain. Don't put limitations on your feelings. Don't hide them. Don't sweep them under the rug. And the more you learn to feel things fully, the more you will understand that you are not your feelings. You're a human being who has feelings that are different depending on what's going on in your life, but that's not who you are. So allow yourself to lean in in your feelings. The other thing is to see beauty in the simple things that life has to offer. Um, sometimes we can be so, so clouded by what's going on that we feel like we're in a, like in a very dark space and it's very difficult to see or to be happy or to be grateful when you're in certain seasons of your life. But one simple thing that really can help someone to, you know, to practice self-love is to try and notice at least one beautiful small thing around you every single day. Make note of it and then be grateful for it. Gratitude not only gives you perspective, but it's also essential in helping you find joy. I have talked so much about gratitude on this platform. I love expressing gratitude. This year, I am elevating into really not just stating it, not just feeling it, but just living, relieving the moments and to just making sure that I am completely feeling the gratitude, you know? And just because I really love this practice, just write this moment, pause this episode and just take you five or two or three minutes and think of just five things that you're most grateful for right now at this moment. It's not a silly exercise. Just do it. Just do it and you will see what it does for you. Just close your eyes or if you're driving, don't close your eyes, but take some five minutes and think about five things that you're grateful for. If you can't even take yourself um, back to those moments that really brought you such gratitude and such joy and then 
every evening, if you can, make it a routine that before you sleep, um, have something that triggers you into getting into the gratitude moment. For me, I have a nice, special kind of a stone that I put inside my uh, bedside table. And every night I just hold it. And it's always the trigger that, uh, you know, takes me into that gratitude arena. And I'm able to just think about the things that I'm grateful for. It's going to change your life. I promise you that. Next, on to the self-love journey. I think this one, we say it a lot, but I don't know whether we practice it as much, but it's be kind to yourself. The world is full of harsh words, critics, you know, bosses at work who sometimes don't appreciate life issues that sometimes hit us and takes us off balance. Don't add yourself into the mix of being a person who's unkind to themselves. No, no, no. Speak kindly to yourself. Don't call yourself mean words. Celebrate yourself. Celebrate yourself. The other thing is um, take care of yourself. Keep your cup full. Let it overflow. The way to go about this is by feeding yourself with things that help you grow, things that center you, things that are mindful. You know, meditate. Feed yourself those things that make you whole. Know yourself better each day. There's something that Oprah says. She says, as you become more clear about who you really are, you're better able to decide what is best for you. And that is so true. You know, make room for healthy habits. If you caught episode two of season two, we were talking about healthy habits. Please go and catch it if you haven't. And you have to start truly caring for yourself and mirroring what is it that you eat? Do you exercise? What do you spend your time doing? you know do stuff not to just get it done or because you have to but because you care about yourself find substitutes if you don't feel like going to the gym today put a nice um, number or a nice podcast go for a walk in a nutshell create habits that are healthy not just mentally but also emotionally the other one is on your space. Sanitize your space. Not everybody who's around you takes responsibility for the energy that they put out in the world. And if there's somebody who's bringing toxicity into your life and more likely than not, they will not take responsibility for it, that might mean that you need to step away from them. You've got to take action. And don't be afraid to do this because it's very liberating and also important. And sometimes it can be very painful, but you've got to protect your energy. It's not wrong or rude to remove yourself from situations or from company, from the company of people who are draining you. Do it in the right way. Tell them, you know, that, you know, you need to take a bit of a break, but whatever you have to do, surround yourself with people you feel good when you're around. Yeah. Think about who those people are in your life, the people who are in your circle. Do they inspire you? Do they fill you up? Do they want what's best for you? Or is it the complete opposite? Then you know what to do. The other one is take baby steps to create the life that you long for. Desires are powerful. And so take action, turn those dreams into reality. When you do that, you'll find that you're honoring and caring for yourself. By taking those daily actions, by doing those daily habits, you signal to yourself that you're worthy of living the life that you desire. It doesn't have to be big action, by the way, just those small and consistent steps in the direction that stirs joy, care, excitement. Those demonstrate that you care and respect your dreams and yourself, you know? Finally, what I have learned about self-love is that you got to also accept what you cannot love. As human beings, we usually see some things as flaws. 
if I could be a bit superficial and talk about maybe the human body, there are certain elements of yourself you're not really crazy about. You don't love them. So instead of aiming to love these things so, so much, you know, and sometimes really, you really don't love them. How about you aim on accepting them instead? And this for me has been a game changer, to be honest. You don't need to love everything about yourself or to love everything around you to develop self-love, but you need acceptance. So next time something happens, that makes you want to get down on yourself. See this as your practice to accept what that thing is, yeah? Yeah, those are my tips on self-love and some of the things that you can do that are universal um, when beginning your journey on self-love. Try them out, incorporate one, two, three, four, five things and see how it goes. And now let's lean in into the conversation with Jin Jun and let's hear of her journey with self-love and confidence and how far she has come and how she has been able to get to where she is. Jinjun, hi. Hi, hello. Hi, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for seeing the call that I had put out asking for people to, you know, reach out to me if they wanted to come on the podcast, if they had a journey to share with people about. And um, I remember receiving your email and reading it twice, actually, because it was quite (laughs) thrilling. (laughs) You know, as you introduce yourself and your journey, and I had to have you here. So welcome and thank you so much for heeding to the call. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I mean, I wasn't even following your page until I came across the post and I was like, wow, this is something that I would want to talk about because it's not something I've been able to talk about in an open forum before. So I was like, this has come at the right time when I feel like my energy and self-love is at 100%. So why not? I just wanted to be different this year and that meant opening up, putting myself out there as well. I love that. I love that. And you're doing that. And uh, I, I, I just love to see how you have evolved into this person yeah who's so confident and doing great things so maybe you can just take us to the beginning who's Jen June where were you brought up how was life like growing up ah uh, okay well um Jen June past to begin is a very tall beautiful girl <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yes. and um just to give a bit about how I grew up I was born in Rongai, Shaggy. I was raised in Banana, but that is where I was brought up. Uh, my family made a shift to Nairobi. Now we came to the urban city where life was a bit different from Banana. We went to a whole new school where most of the population was occupied by Muslims who, for a fact, I think they are very amazing people. I think they are one of the most amazing people I've interacted with then, and I still keep in touch with one or, or, one or two people. Yeah, so it was just different even living in an estate, uh, seeing the garbage bus coming and garbage is being picked in a black, you know, trash bag. Yeah, so it was a whole new experience. It's like seeing life on the other side. Yeah, that you've just been seeing maybe on movies or maybe just hearing them on TVs. So it was quite, it was quite an experience. Wow. Okay. And uh, maybe in your family, how many are you? Are you a middle child, first child? And how was was it growing?
growing up within the family setup? Um, I am the second one. I have a big sister who's just a year older than me. Then I have my brother who's currently in Form 2. Then I have a small sister who's in primary school. So for me being a second born, it was amazing. It has been amazing. Yes, but I think I do have the characteristics of the second born. I think I'm the most hyper <laughs> in our house. <laughs> you know, trying to get attention here and there, yeah? You know, yeah, like you're the most hyper. You're always up when music is on. Yeah, so I think it's a thing with second, second babies. I don't know why, but yes, I do fall into that bracket. <laughs> Okay. And reading part of the email that you, you sent me. So growing up, you were always the tallest girl. Yes. How was we that? Exactly. Uh, so did that affect you? Did you embrace it from when you were a child? Um, just to be honest, it took a while for me to be able to embrace it. And I think it's because automatically, even if we went to play outside, I will just be the tallest among the boys, even among the girls. I'll just be the tallest. In class, I would be among the tallest, like I'd be the tallest girl. And I used to feel like that really brought my self-esteem. I, I just felt like I was different from the other girls just because of that. It really made me even be shy I was not participating in um, I was not participating in class activities I didn't want to participate in school activities so it did take it I feel like it robbed a huge part of my life but I feel like it's a good thing that it happened earlier rather than it coming to happen later on when I'm also trying to deal with adulting which is also a scam <laughs> so I kind of feel like it happened at its own time and it was okay okay and was it because you were being bullied or were these just your own projections of insecurities Mostly, like when, uh, when you were going through it? I would, I would say mostly I used to feel like I was being bullied. I used to blame it on so many people's comments. But looking back at it right now, most of it was just to victimize myself. But because I would be told, um, you can be able to do this, you can play this role. But then I would always say no. So I can I can say that those people who saw like something in me, they would encourage me like to speak up, participate more, not to be shy. But then also myself, I was self-sabotaging myself. So I would say a big part of it looking back right now I would say it was me but also being that I was just growing up and I was still very young I feel also the comment around people that people would make would affect me greatly uh, and I feel that because that happened to me right now I am very mindful on how I comment about someone's body yes that's why I, I'm always open-minded when it comes to someone's body I honestly don't like judging how someone chooses to dress their body or how they choose to carry themselves because I know when it takes a troll on you you, you can't you can't listen to anything that anyone tries to say because I would have like a friend or two who would tell me you know you're tall if you dress like this you'd look amazing and or just think that person is just trying to be nice mm -hmm. you didn't believe yeah. that no I, I did not believe that for a very very long time until now I feel like when I got into college things now got different and I was able now to start it's a process you just don't wake up one day and feel like I will look amazing in this it's a process of just trying to get your mind there, start with your thoughts, and then look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself you're beautiful. So I can say it is a process. Uh, it took a turn when I got in college, and the funny thing, it disappeared again. Some years come before now, it came back again. So I can say I feel like 
I can, um, it's more manageable at this age and at this point, but it's something that people should be aware that happens. And I feel like every woman goes through that and also men go through that. So only that we really don't focus more on how men feel about themselves. Okay. I want to talk a little bit more about your college life. And you have told us that during this time, you began to embrace your height, you began to embrace your body and yourself, and you began to even project that confidence even in how you are dressing and all of that. Do you have something that you can point at that really caused that shift or it was just maturity and growth that got you there during that period? Uh, One thing I can say is that I have a very supporting sister, my big sister. She's called Njoki. So every time I used to feel like someone has commented in the wrong way and I feel bad about my height or about myself, she used to tell me, you're tall and that is a blessing, but you have the most advantage. You, you, You command attention when you get into a room. You command attention when you're walking on the street. So if you're walking, walk with confidence. If you're rocking something wrong, it with confidence. Because either way, either you look good, either you look bad, either you wear an outfit that doesn't match with your skin, people are going to look at you. So just know every time people are going to look at you. So it is you to decide what what's the impression you want to give out there. How do you want to feel? Because I also do believe how you look does affect how you feel. I know other people, yeah, I know that people don't agree, but for me, that's how I feel. How you look is how also makes you feel. And the funny thing, my sister was pushing me because I've always loved fashion. I have always loved clothes. So the fact that I was not even dressing in a way that I would like because I didn't feel confident, she really, really tried and to make me just get out of that space. And also when I got into college, I also got to know a friend of mine. Her name is Faith. And um, she really did bring a difference in my life because she she used to rock whatever she want, you know? And she just used to look awesome and happy all the time. And I would wonder, I funny this person. <laughs> <laughs> how, how do they feel good about themselves every day because I've known them for a while right now and then she just even started telling me you know what you need to take care of yourself you're still young you're still a girl you can start looking at skincare routines you don't have to do makeup you don't have to go an extra mile try different hairstyles for yourself do it for yourself and I can say her and my star were like the, they were just my big my biggest support system at that time wow thank god for big sisters and supportive friends who are able to lift us out of dark places, yeah? And you kind of spiraled back to it. So I think what I want to really get from you, Jinjun, is when really do you begin? did you begin to work on your self-love journey? When did that really start? When were you conscious that, you know what, I've got to love myself, I've got to invest in myself and how I look and how I feel. And, you know, I have to first fulfill that before I can even be whatever it is to other people. When is that, did that journey start for you? Uh, for me, I feel like it started when it was, that, that was around 2015. Even if you look at my Instagram photos in 2015, they were fire. <laughs> <laughs> like that year was just the bomb, you know? Because I remember I had joined college in 2014 and then we took a break and then I came back in 2015. And now we started saving, me and my friends, we started saving money. Then on Saturdays, we would go to Gikomba and look, because you know Gikomba, you can get nice cheap things. So I feel like after that break in 2014, coming back in 2015, I just let go. 
And I said, you know what, I will, because I've always wanted, their outfits I feel I can't rock with without heels. And I never used to wear heels because I was like, oh my God, I am so tall. Oh my God, when I, when I wear heels, people are going to make fun of me. So there are some heels that I had at home. I wore them one day to school and everyone was like, I, what you, what's happening? And I was like, oh my God, I can't do this again. But then I thought other people did tell me I look good, you get. So I feel like I had genuine opinions for some um, for most of my friends, it was a different side they saw of me. For other people, they were like, wow, we should do this more. And from there, I even started purchasing heels. I even, I, I still have my first my first pair of heels. I went to pick it at a store and then I ended up purchasing another chunky heel. So I can say from me just willing to go online and look for a shop just to purchase heels, purposely just to continue growing my self-esteem was a major change because now I would now start purchasing even nice dresses, uh, nice trousers just to make sure that I feel confident and I would wear what I've always wanted to wear. I would think uh, I maybe wanted to rock this outfit in this way. I thought maybe if I had this belt and this hat, I would look this way. And that is what I tried. And it was just an amazing time for me because I, I myself, I was looking myself in the mirror and I'm like, where? Okay, I'm very beautiful. <laughs> I like that. I really like the confidence. And you can tell, one can tell that you have really come a long way to a place where you truly now genuinely appreciate your beauty and uh, all that comes with you as a package. So um, the moment you began to understand and love yourself as you are, what are some of the benefits that you have seen have come with that? Being in that space of self-love, what are the other add-ons or the benefits that you have seen in your life and other facets of your life that you can say, really, they've only come or you attribute them to your self-love journey? One thing for sure, no one will ever talk good about you or sell you better than you can do it by yourself. Like you are the only person who can do it at their 100%. And that is something that I've seen even in like, let's say job interviews I've gone to, things I've participated to online or somewhere I've just helped bring an event together. No one can say you can do a better job than you yourself. And that begins when you have self-confidence. That happens when you have self-love. That happens when you believe it is you you who can be able to do that and not necessarily what other people say. So it contributes to your daily life, even in things that you decide to do or in things that you decide to participate in. And you walk in somewhere or you do something knowing that you can do it as the best person. And even if you fail, it is still okay because you did your best. So for me, I can say it's just self-awareness. That was just, you just become self-aware. And it's good because even when you, maybe let's say, even when you do mistakes, you, you are able to own it, own it up and move on quickly because you're self-aware you're, you're keeping yourself in check you're taking out accountability and that cannot happen if you don't have self-love because when you don't have self-love you believe that other people are attacking you you believe the world is out to hurt you and you always blame people and you always blame the world for things but when you have self-love you're able to you know you're like okay what did we do here what is our next move so that only happens when you have self-awareness agreed and self-belief yeah and self-trust and keeping those promises that you make to yourself yeah the moment you start keeping promises to yourself then you begin to become so confident because you now trust that you can do things so um I don't know whether you have had interactions with people who are themselves struggling with self-love or lack of confidence and how have, have you helped them in their journey or have you shared your story with them or is this the first time you're talking about it? To be honest, I was not doing that. But recently I've tried to have those talks 
because uh, someone would ask me, wow, how can you be, how can you be able to walk in such kind of hills and you're in town? And I'm like, ah, Nikujipenda, if you want to rock it, you can be able to do it. So I'm starting to push myself to have those talks because that is what I wished happened when I was growing up. I wish someone drew something like that and told me it's okay to feel, it's also okay not to feel like you're beautiful because those moments happen, but you cannot dwell there. Because I can say I, d- I dwelled there for like most part of my growing up. And by the time I was snapping out of it in college, it just, I felt like I had lost some opportunities that will never come back. Yeah. Yes. And mind you, and then after college, after I started working, I sort of lost myself again for some time. But then I, I, I just used to flash back to then and I was like, I am just, I'm just throwing away opportunities that are supposed to come my way because I am dwelling in this too much. Yeah. So it was also a bit of a struggle to get out of there. But I can say, honestly, I I feel like at a point where I am right now, yes, I'll have those maybe one or two low sad moments where I'll feel I'm not beautiful and maybe just rock a hoodie and get out. But I can say most of my days, I feel like I'm the most beautiful woman. I feel I'm amazing and I feel like I'm intelligent and I am blessed to achieve anything. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Have you ever enlisted external help other than, you know, interactions with your sister and your friend? Have you invested in other things, maybe therapy, counseling? Have you read books or has this been just part of self-work and introspection and just working on yourself? Well, I can say for this year, I've tried reading even articles online. I have tried listening to TED Talks on YouTube. But honestly, back then, I never used to do that. Maybe, like I said, you sort of feel like the world is against you. So before you can think of ways to improve yourself, you take a long time and you kind of tend to dwell on that. That's why I'm happy at this moment when I have those faces coming in and I can see the symptoms, I start keeping myself busy. I start thinking, what can I think? Which do-it-yourself do I want to try just to keep my mind busy and not idle to be able to dwell on that? Yeah, and also something else I have been doing, I have been noting down everything amazing I think about. So if I'm just seated and I randomly think of a way I can style my hair, I will write it down. If I sit down and I think I can add something in my house, I will write it down. If I sit down and I think I can do something by December, I will write down. Others, I have struggled to achieve them, but I am trying to write down everything that I feel is amazing about me or it's amazing that I can do because I've been trying to think which CSR activity I would do just to give back to the community. So I've just been noting down so many ideas and I have seen this power in writing down things. I know so many people say it and I will not lie. I thought it was cliche, but it is not. (laughs) It is not. It is not cliche. That's very true. There is such power in transferring your thoughts onto paper. And actually, the typing doesn't even do it for me particularly. I have to take a pen and a paper and write it down. And the moment I do that, I don't know, there's just some power that comes with that. And the follow-up is usually so powerful and you're able to even connect your actions, your thoughts, you hold yourself accountable. So I really like that habit that you have formed of uh, writing yeah. down. Yeah. I actually came across something because I, nowadays I, I've started a behavior whereby if I'm questioning something, I want to research 
research about it. I know why I'm questioning it. So I, I was trying to understand why do you have to write something down? And the thing is, I came across a YouTube video. I'm sorry, I can't be able to remember the name or even the speaker, but your mind has a five second rule. So the moment you think I can buy a car this year, you only have five seconds to proclaim it and to believe it. After five seconds, you're going to start thinking, no way. With my salary, I cannot. With my responsibilities, I cannot. And that is why I am telling you, I, like I usually have a sticky note and a pen in my bag, even if I'm just on transit and I think of something great, I'm like, I have to write this down before the five second rule applies and then I'll debate to convey <laughs> <laughs> that's a great that's a great one and a great tip that our listeners can also take you know yeah. um and and you're right the moment you think more about uh, a goal or a dream you start seeing all the impossibilities that are associated with that goal and why you cannot achieve it so yeah i really like that the five second rule you said yes <laughs> yes yeah yeah that's a good one that's a good one <laughs> so what would you tell that young girl somewhere who is feeling less confident of herself, who is so doubtful of her greatness, who does not believe that they have been made and created with a purpose and that the reason they are on here is because they are great and that they have something in them that they can share with the world. What is it that you can tell them today? Actually, what I would just say, it's just something very simple. Many people will tell you beautiful, you're beautiful as you grow up. Many people will tell you have nice eyes, you have a nice smile. Many people will tell you you can do many things, but it's only the day that you yourself tell yourself you can be able to do it, you will have conquered the world or you will know how to conquer the world even through the bad days. That's all. It just has to be you to tell yourself. You've got to believe it. You tell yourself and you believe it and then your world will change. It's that simple. Yeah. Wow. I love that. Any final words before we move into the usual Life and Purpose podcast quickfire questions? Uh, yeah, sure. What I can say is, ladies, as you love yourself, remember also give love to our fellow men. Compliment men randomly. I compliment my cousin randomly. I compliment my colleagues randomly. It's just a good thing to do because men, there's really no much focus. And men, you know, men have egos. Men just have their own way of thinking, but men also need love. So as much as we tell each other, you're beautiful, you're beautiful, remember to tell that man they're handsome or even their child looks great. Yeah. So let's spread the love all over. Wow. Yeah. Let's spread the love. I agree. Let's spread the love all over with ourselves. We begin with ourselves, but also let's, you know, take it outside as well and uh, share the love with our friends and our relatives and the people that we come across. And that's one of the things that I really do preach here on the Life and Purpose podcast. I just dream of a community of people who are just kind to one another, who love themselves and are able to share that love. And I'm so glad that you, you came on here today to talk about about your journey, some of the challenges that you faced growing up, and to even listen to how far you have come, you know, having embraced who you are as a person and living beautifully in this world and now even coming on share your story so thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me too and also it is still a journey because you know, those doubts are going to kick in at some point or you're going to have just challenges that are going to maybe take you back to your old days when you didn't have self-love, you didn't have self-awareness. It's okay, but the thing is you learn through each phase and you take lessons and it gets better. It gets better with time. Wonderful, wonderful. So quick fire questions for the Life and Purpose podcast. <laughs> are you ready? <laughs> I was born ready. Let's go. <laughs> uh, let's go. What does success look like to you? Wow, success. 
well for me it i look at it in very many ways in terms of career there's work promotion in terms of like religion there's growing spiritually there's also in terms of wealth you know yes I, like i feel like i'm one of those people who don't like if i'm going to charge you 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 know how you see other people because actually just allow me to ma- mention something that my sister told me though i will not mention the name of the pastor because you know just to protect the brand of the church and the, she was telling me that the preacher said many people believe that when you become a christian or if you believe in god too much you suffer because generally people say the poor are the most in churches but he said it is you who makes that decision when you're praying say god i want you to bless me with money and i want you to also strengthen my relationship with you do not say god if money is going to come between me and you let it stay away <laughs> it is going to stay away <laughs> the power of words the power of the spoken words exactly <laughs> so yes i would want success in many areas also i think the most thing that is going to make me feel good is having uh, something to give back to the community like having a project of which I've been trying to brainstorm. I do not know when I'll be able to action it or when it's going to become a full idea. But um, for me, the day that happens, I feel like my heart will be at Wow. What does finding and living your purpose mean to you? I feel like when you find your purpose, the key to freedom, happiness, and also you tend to persevere in hardship. Because once you, you understand your purpose, because if you look at it, people shift jobs, people shift countries, they shift home, because you feel like you are always meant for a greater purpose. But then you'd wonder, why would a white man all the way, maybe let's say from America or wherever it is, come and just settle in a place like, like Kipia and just get married to a Maasai? Or maybe just start a project there and decide, I'll make Kenya my home those people already have discovered their purposes. So if you want to find your purpose, you'll be able to, you, you, will, you will not be settling for less, but you will settle for something that you believe can be able to make better. So for me, I feel like when you find your purpose, you're finding your happiness. And I am still on my way to find my purpose, to be honest, but I feel like they, I'm going I'm growing closer to that. Amazing. What's that one thing that you're currently doing towards being a better version of yourself, better than you already are? What's that one thing that you're doing? I've I've gone back to reading because I used to read, though it wasn't inspirational books or anything, but I used to, I just used to love reading novels. I used to love reading newspapers when I was young. And then that face faded, but I am really trying to awaken it because I have learned there's so much power and knowledge when you're reading so I'm really trying to go back to that so before I go back into books fully I'm trying to read small articles just short articles and also reading success people's stories of successful people yes and also just trying to understand the meaning of something if I hear about something I want to learn how did this person get there if it's about Barack Obama I will want to know how he was brought up what he's done yeah so I'm really trying to have knowledge funny being I learned Knowledge is out there. The internet is out there. And (laughs) someone told me this one day and I was so mad. They said, come on, the internet is out there. You cannot say you don't have a clue to anything. And at that time I was so mad. But to be honest, it is true. The internet is there. Make use of internet. Uh, dig upon the fact that the country, the world, it's becoming a digital world. So trust me, like if you put yourself in like reading, in like knowledge, you're even going to become like wiser and even stronger, like in making decisions, because that is where the world is heading. So me would say just read, 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 read as much as you can. Read random exactly. things, read different mm-hmm. things. Just have knowledge. Just have ideas as to why there are certain types of theories. It's also good when you're contributing something in a room when you have something to say. 
Yeah. I agree with you. Expand your knowledge. I think that's the key thing towards even having a transformational life. Once you expand your knowledge, you're able to even be, feel even more confident, you know, participating in discussions. You're able to learn. You're able to question some of your beliefs and habits and values. You're able to unlearn some of those things that are deeply rooted in you as a, as a person. So I love that. Yeah. So that what's that one thing that you have either a book or an article that you have read that changed the way you look at things in life that you would recommend to me or somebody else to have a look at? Uh, I'm currently reading, but I haven't finished. I'm reading a book called People Can't Drive You Crazy If You Don't Give Them the Keys. It's basically about how to put your emotions in place and also how to be able to interact with different kind of personality. Yeah, so the book, the title is actually People Can't Drive You Crazy If You Don't Give Them the Keys. Yes, and it, yeah, it's by Mike. Depends with which school you went to, Mike Beshall or Bechol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, that sounds like a good one. How to, I think it sort of uh, sounds to me like it's about emotional intelligence and social intelligence, how to deal with people and emotions and all of that. Yeah, exactly. Sounds like a good one. Okay, there you have it. That was Jane June. We talked about self-love, her journey with uh, coming to who she is right now, a confident, beautiful young lady who is just destined for greatness. Jane June, once again, thank you so much for showing up for me, for you, and for the listeners of this podcast. And um, yeah, would love to continue seeing more of you. And as you prosper and as you grow, hopefully that will you know feature you once again in the future to hear more from you. Thank you so much for joining in and listening to this week's episode. I really do hope that you have enjoyed the episode. I hope you have learned, relearned, or unlearned something. If you have, please remember to leave a comment on any podcasting platform. Remember to share this with your loved ones. Remember to rate us on Apple Podcasts because this really puts us on the forefront of a lot more people and we'll end up growing the community even more. Remember, our goal is to live, to learn, to grow, and to evolve. So take a small step every day towards being the best version of yourselves until the next time remember to keep in touch and see what we are up to on our social media platforms all linked in the episode show notes of this episode and keep safe until we see you next week